Are you ready? Yes. Good. Welcome to Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex. I live across the road from a little green guy called Oscar, and I am a big old movie grouch. And here with me, pulling a weird face at that reference, is Blake, who is fanboy. Hi. Yeah, the reason I put a face is because you're grouch by association because you live opposite Oscar the Grouch. No, we're both grouches. We live in the same area. We live in a grouchy neighbourhood. That didn't make you... It didn't make it very clear. It made it more like... It used to make it like your best mates more than you were a grouch. Okay. Just saying, you know? Like, it could be confusing. I found it confusing. Well, when you're a grouch, there aren't many references (laughs) that you can pull out of your ass at a moment's notice. I tried my best. I failed... (laughs) Still want to confuse the audience. You can do the rest of the podcast. I'm going on strike. <laughs> right, fine. This is going to be pretty weird. I've already seen it. <laughs> so we hope you're well. Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, if this is your first time here, welcome. You are Hello. most welcome. And you have stumbled across the podcast where we watch a film that I, Move Grouch, have avoided watching for pretty stupid reasons. We have a watch and then we have a chat about it and yeah. we find out whether my reasons are valid or whether they're just a big bag of shite. Yeah, that is fair. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we dive into the movie, we normally have a little roundup of what we've been watching because we tend to watch stuff quite separately. So what have you been watching? Anything worth writing home about? No, I'm afraid not. Okay. Uh, life's just been a bit too manic with a dog. He's at yeah. a very, very uh, bitey teething stage. Yeah, he So is. he's taken, and obviously going like I'm going through a lot of training because you're working every day, like from home, and I'm on furlough, so I'm just with a dog, so I'm not actually sitting down really doing a lot away from that. Unfortunately, um, you can just hear noises because he's obviously got something in the kitchen. Yeah. But maybe we should rename the the podcast to Movie Grouch and Dog Boy. <laughs> Movie Grouch and Dog Boy. So yeah, no, I've not watched anything. Just basketball, really. That's it. Oh, I watched the Super Bowl. That's fucking epic. But yeah, Good. that's it. Yeah, I didn't even realise it was Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, how? I, d- I don't know. We're, like, we live in the same house. I don't know how I, I, that passed me by. Well. It's weird. It's fine. It's so weird. It's okay. What have you been watching? <laughs> what have you got? Don't know. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. uh, we've been watching. I've just been watching rubbish. Really, right, okay. I started watching Firefly Lane on Netflix, and I can't figure out if I like it or not. But you know those shows that you start watching, not really sure if they're you, but you end up kind of being quite invested. Yeah. And you don't. <sighs> Should we go and see what that's about? Yeah. Not a clue what that was about. Um. Yeah. So. I don't know how invested I am in it, but it's passing the time and yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit shit, that's but it's cool. also kind of good that's in right. a weird way. So that's about it really. That's all I've been watching. Cool. Uh, and we're also, what started as a let's watch this because it's on Netflix again, uh, which didn't happen. The last time the show was on Netflix was when I first moved in here, which was 2014, 2015. Right. And I'd started watching the series on Love Film. Oh, 
and there was that awful moment where they sent me the wrong DVD at the end of season four and I thought I was going to find out what happened and I couldn't and it was traumatic. Praise be to the gods of Netflix because the American office is back on Netflix. Yeah. So what started as a... We're just going to watch this because we need something easy to watch like a couple quick, of nights. F- fill in the time between eating, dog sleeping and waking. Yeah, something that didn't matter if we missed a bit because yeah. we knew it so well. We've now started just watching it all again. And and fin- when do we finish it? We finished it November last yeah. from the last <laughs> day around. It's uh, so bad. Um, yeah, we are. We have got a problem. Yeah, we have. We've got a problem. Do you know what? Office. I don't care. If this is wrong, I don't want to be right. It's, it's so the best. good. It's fucking exceptional, isn't it? It's just so funny. And every time it just gives you so much more. Yeah. Like it gets w- better with every watch. It, yeah, it does. Almost. And it's, you get that moment as well. Like, what was it? Oh God, we watched the customer service episode where Dwight and uh, Jim and Michael had to, to do a, like a practice call for their customer services. And uh, Dwight, uh, Jim pulled the... William M. Butler. William M. Butler. <laughs> Prank. And it's just things like that. I just I love that show so much. And if you haven't if you haven't watched it um, Give it the time of day. Just I was a yeah. massive skeptic. I was like, nothing how can it surpass the office, like the original office? And it does. And I know like I'm a British person and like people are like the office is the one. The American one, it does surpass it. Like yeah. Ricky Gervais's office is always gonna have like it's tier one comedy, but so is this one. Don't mention tears. Oh, I yeah, think sorry. that's a little okay, bit sensitive this is in this time. Level one, level <laughs> one comedy. It's it's oh, it's amazing. So yeah. go watch so it. Go watch it. Like can't recommend it. Go watch it. it. And Stick when with it. When you need somebody to fanboy, fangirl about it, give uh, us a shout. You can just drop us a message because uh, we we are quite happy to fangirl about that. Well, I'm quite happy. There's one thing yeah. I will fangirl about. I, yeah. Anyway, Definitely. that's that. So, moving on. Moving on. So, lay it on me then. This week's film... Was The Godfather. A whole three hours, three days, however long it went on for. Rude. So, yeah, we watched it. Um, we had to split it over three nights because... Dog, commitments. you falling asleep. Doesn't sound like me at all. Dog, you fall asleep and length of the movie. Yeah. In theory. Yeah. So. Um, and there was one night it was too late to put it on, so we mm. skipped a night. Which I will say, well, we'll, we'll come up later, but yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Get on then. Do your thing. Do your thing, um, Mr. Boy. Oh, I can give a synopsis if you like. Yeah, let's do That's synopsis because okay. I think we did. I think we did. I always forget this opening bit. What have I written there? I don't know. What have you written? The ageing patriarch of an organised crime dynasty transfers his clandestine empire to his reluctant son. Is that the synopsis? That is the synopsis that I found. Which kind of is true. Yeah, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, but it's a synopsis, isn't it? It's not the story. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, cool. So, I'll do some scores of the movie. Mm-hmm. IMDb, 9.2. Whoa. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score, 98%. Audience score, 98%. Oswald does not agree with that at all. What does he know? He's a puppy. <laughs> um, and then, what I'd say, it was really difficult to find negative reviews from the audience on this film, on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, or anything that really stood out. And like what I also found with the, the ones that are negative, then none of them are critical. They're all... 
I like, don't like this film. They're all like, like so. One guy, this one, this one will make you laugh because it might be a bit of an inside joke. But so I've picked a few to read. So one is just meh, and then dot 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 dot. <laughs> um, and then what? Another one is I don't see all the fuss over this, this movie. I didn't enjoy it. And then so, like so, it's two star reviewers. Maybe back in the day, this was a masterpiece. But I found this very dull and couldn't get past the half hour mark. Okay, so okay. you what? You haven't given the film as a whole a chance. So you can't really judge it on half an hour when there's two and a half hours more of content. Okay. I think no, I think you can. No, you no. Yeah, I mean you can't <laughs> You can't judge a film if you haven't seen it. You can't judge a film on half an hour's viewing. But it's a fair opinion to say I couldn't get into it, I couldn't get past the half an hour mark. So to Yeah, but me, he's not said that. What's he said? He said maybe back in the day this was a masterpiece, but I found this very dull and couldn't get past the half hour mark. I think that's a fair assumption. No, it's not. Okay. And then someone's just put, boring, <laughs> with loads of Gs on the end. Okay. And that's pretty much it. So, yeah. So, what has stopped you from seeing this movie in the past? Because obviously you were aware of it. You know it exists. Yes. You can't say that you're, you never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, that is correct. So, um, what is your reasoning? I didn't really think it was for me. I knew that it was going to be really long and that puts me off well, I knew that the film was really mm. long so that kind of puts me off because just sitting still for three hours is impossible it is for you <laughs> yeah unless, I'm sitting still for five unless, minutes unless impossible. you're asleep yes and yeah I just like mob film I, I was just kind of like oh, I don't know whether I'm going to enjoy it so and I think it's one of those things where the more hype there is about something the more I'm just sort of like oh, okay I'll just yeah. see it when yeah, see yeah. it it yeah, kind of yeah. has the opposite effect I don't get excited to see it I'm just sort of like good for you yeah. kind of thing <laughs> yeah. No, that, I mean I, yeah. I mean I, yeah I understand that mm-hmm. thing it's almost like a, a a wanting to there's a cooler thing in not knowing something in some ways and wanting to wait to, to see it no it's, it's not about coolness it's just like if somebody tells me I've got to do something mm. I'm like mm, okay great but I'll just do like, it do you instantly time. not want to do it or yeah right okay cool. <laughs> which is why I'm so stubborn <laughs> fair enough just like okay but then I get really annoyed like I've told my mum and dad time and time again to watch American Office because they find it really funny and do they listen to me no they don't but I find nobody listens when you tell them to watch American Office no like people like no it's not for me then you would go look at us talking about that again (sighs) just love that show so much your preconceived idea of this movie Uh, that Marlon Brando was in it yeah and it was just about a mob family and it was going to be really long. I mean, you're not wrong. It is about a mob family it and is it is long. Yeah. You know? know? So, like, that was, in fairness, when I come to say, is that accurate? I think, yeah. I think, I, right, it's difficult to know whether, I think I, I kind of thought that given it's such a long film, the story's going to be quite drawn out and a bit boring, I think. The opening scene and setups, please discuss. Okay. We are at Don Vito Corleone's compound in New York. It's 1940-something. Oh, it sounds like the Goldbergs. 45, I think. 45. I believe it's a 10-year span. And Don Vito Corleone is the head of the Corleone Mafia family. So it all opens at the wedding of his daughter, Connie. And it is a massive, massive affair. It Cute, looks isn't it? like it could go on for about five weeks. 
Um, and I felt quite exhausted watching that scene because I was just like, all the preparation, all the hoo-ha going into that. I was just like, I just want to lie down and go to sleep. It just makes me feel very snoozy. Don Corleone's youngest son, Michael, is attending the wedding with his girlfriend, Kay, who is played by Diane Keaton. And we see Don, Don Corleone doing business at the wedding. Um, also, he's holding a kitten which made me really happy because there was a cat in it. And then it made me really sad because whenever there's an animal in a film recently that I have watched, something happens to that animal. So I felt happy about the cat and then I felt sad because the cat was probably going to die. Didn't see the cat again. The cat didn't die, they did it. We don't know that. We didn't see the cat again. No. So yeah, Don Corleone's doing all this business and people are kind of coming in and talking to him about his problems and, and all the rest of it. Um, and Michael regales Kay with some tales of the family. He's insistent that the family business is not for him. He's a veteran as well, isn't he? He's a veteran, yeah. yeah. Navy? Army? Is it a green outfit he was in? Army. Army. So, I mean, to give you an idea of how exclusive Connie Corleone's wedding is, Johnny Fontaine is at the wedding. I mean, that's amazing. That is amazing that Johnny Fontaine is at that wedding, but then it's not so amazing because he's actually uh, Vito's godson. And from that from that scene, we learn that uh, Fontaine's career is waning a little bit and he's asked Don Corleone for help in resurrecting it. There's a part in a war movie that he wants and that would help resurrect his flagging career. Yep. So Consiglieri, uh, he's played by Tom Hagen, uh, who's called Tom Hagen. Their lawyer. Their lawyer, basically, yeah is charged with travelling to LA to persuade the uh, the movie exec who's making the war movie to give Johnny Fontaine a role. Um, the movie exec refuses because Johnny messed around with a starlet that he had his eye, his eye on and um, messed her up. The movie exec soon realises you do not refuse an offer that you can't refuse because no, he wakes up with a horse's head in his bed. Yes, he does. So I felt like the cat set me up, made me feel like everything was going to be okay, and then the horse's head comes in. Yeah. And I refer you back to what happened. What was the last film that we watched? <laughs> last of the Mohicans. Yeah. And I said to you when we were watching that, I said, why are all the films that we're watching containing animal something happening to animals? And you were like, I don't know if a film contains animal murder. I feel like this one you could have yeah, I prepared didn't know. me. But I figured the impact, you're better off not knowing. Yeah, that's true. Is that anything else to add to that? I'm, no, I'm going to add a little bit okay, more to the story cool. if yep. that's okay. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, a drug peddler who's called the Turk approaches Don Corleone to invest in his drug doings and provide protection. Um, Don Corleone refuses and he's they attempt to assassinate him mm-hmm. because Sonny's kind of shown, uh, Don Corleone's son, yep. Sonny, has shown some interest in the drug business and they feel that if Don Corleone was out of the way Sonny would help smooth that that area over. So Don Corleone in hospital, Michael visits him, foils the plot to kill him and ends up killing the Turk and the bent copper that he's in league with uh, and he's sent to Italy to avoid it kicking off basically and that is the first bit of the film. So yeah they set it up really well like you knew what was happening you knew what was what it was about. The opening titles were very succinct weren't they? They were very short it was just like the the well-known kind of hand with the puppet strings and the godfather and the name of the guy that wrote it. So I kind of felt like the opening titles had crown syndrome. Like you know when we started watching the crown Mm. and I said oh these are like 
the subtitles I don't know if anybody else feels this but the subtitles with the crown the subtitles know how good the show the is the titles or the subtitles sorry the titles the that's opening really, title yeah, the, the do opening, I keep saying subtitles yeah because we did have subtitles on for some of it yeah because yeah. some of it was in Italian so the crown ti- opening titles yeah know how good the rest of that show is yeah it's, it's like a little bit like oh look how good this is like we're going to do smug. like a really subtle we're going to do a really subtle thing with like beautiful um, like metal work and all the rest of it and like really intense music and we know that you're going to know that this is going to be a good show so yes smug opening titles and again The Godfather suffered from that a little bit okay cool because then I was like well I don't know who this Max guy is turns out he's the guy that wrote it and wrote half the screenplay with Francis Ford Coppola yeah. so that's that's fair enough I felt quite nervous while I was watching it because it's a mafia film you don't know who's going to get bummed off <laughs> and I felt nervous like I feel nervous when I watch The Apprentice we don't watch that no I used to but I used, oh, to, right, okay. like, I used to really trigger my anxiety oh, okay. and not in a it's in a really weird it's a really weird thing I think it's for me it kind of shows me a life that I could have so I could have like this go-getting apprenticeship buy low sell high that kind of thing or whatever and I like that first bit of the film I was just like what if I was involved with the mafia <laughs> what would that be like <laughs> and I found that quite tense Quite laughing. It's quite funny. It, yeah. The wedding scene was quite good because it was it set up, although it was there was lots going on, um, and it felt you won't have seen this film, but there's a movie like a nineteen fifties movie called Picnic with William Holden right. and Kim Novak in. And it's um set in a small town on I think it's Labour Day uh celebrations. And the whole there's so much going on at the picnic, little amusements and competitions and things like that. And the wedding felt, it felt the same kind of thing, that there's so much going on that it takes away from actually what's happening to the main characters. Mm-hmm. So obviously there was some pretty serious business going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sure. because there was so much big traditional wedding going on, that kind of that layer of murkiness and all that business could kind of carry on. Yeah. Without being too evident. Yeah, and I think what it does really well that with the opening, like the wedding scenes in particular, is we get an introduction to all the main players. Yeah, we do. And it's, it doesn't feel forced. Like no. there's a reason to meet all of these people so yeah. early on in the movie. Yeah. So it's like re- been really thought about. It's confusing to keep up with. Yes. Who is who. Like the pace does go along. Like, in terms of meeting characters and them all being introduced quite quickly. I feel like they're introduced quite quickly. Yeah. But that's what the I mean. actual the opening scene is quite slow. Yes. That that first yeah, yeah. segment at the wedding is quite slow, but there's so many people thrown at you, you're just like, all right, okay. Yeah. The horse's head scene was just friggin' horrible. And I found it really ironic that when Don Corleone was assassinated or the attempt at the assassination, right, so Luca Brazzi had a stab proof vest on and gets stabbed in his hand. But Don Corleone is the head of the head of the family and he doesn't have a sheet proof vest on. Yeah. A bulletproof vest. <laughs> The hospital scene was really good, and we'll talk about that yep. a bit later on. <laughs> but they used that that symbolism of like just as he goes into the hospital or something, have to visit his dad. There's like thunder, so that obviously is signifying. When Michael goes to yeah, the hospital, there's obviously signifying that there's trouble ahead. Yep. Yeah, it moved pretty quick. It set everything up. You've got an idea about what was more important in that. Yeah, you've got Connie getting married, but actually it's more important that the family business carries on. But then he does, like Don Corleone, he does seem to care about his family because he kind of yeah. did go make up a point of going and dancing with Connie and yeah. the rest of it. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, middle of the film, story up and plot development. So, while Michael is sent to Italy, 
uh, the main five families erupt in open warfare while Don Corleone is recovering uh, from his gunshot wounds Sonny's taken over and he's moving people about left right and centre to kind of um, concentrate on various bits of business he beats up his brother-in-law Carlo because he beat up Connie I think while she was pregnant if I remember rightly yes, I believe, yeah I think so yeah and he says you touch her again I will kill, kill you, you. Michael, uh, while he's in Italy, gets a wife and Carlo beats Connie again and then Sonny goes to sort him out. But Sonny is intercepted at the toll bridge and he's killed. So news reaches Italy and the chap that's acting as go-between between the family and Michael decide that he and his wife Apollonia should be moved for their safety. But Apollonia is killed, blown up in a car. With Sonny's death, Don Vito Corleone decides to end the gang war. He says that he won't oppose any drug business and Michael's safety must be guaranteed. And with that, he returns home. And I said that's that. For me, that's like the middle bit of the story. Cool, yeah, okay, cool. Again, it it moves... You see, the thing is, is like I've written down like the main bits and actually it, from that, it feels like the story does move along quite quickly, but I there are some slower scenes and I that for me was the problem with this, that there were some scenes where I was right, okay, what, what actually does this bring mm-hmm. to the film? But we'll probably talk about that a bit later on, I would yeah, think. Yeah, for sure. So Michael returns and marries Kay... Well, she's obviously like a... Is she a teacher or something? Yes. Because she's got like a whole group of kids and then Michael steps out of a car and all of the... Where did those kids go? Back into class. But they were like walking along the road. Maybe it was the end of the school day. Um, she was that showing them That concerns me. Don't worry, like don't, a mobster don't, don't, and some kids. Don't worry, about the kids. don't worry about the kids. He takes over the family business with Vito basically advising him. There's a scene where they Yeah, have... Vito becomes the consigliere. Oh, does he? Yeah. Do you know what a consigliere means in like Italian mafia firm? No, I don't. Right. But I have a feeling you're going to mansplain it No, for no, me. no. But basically it's like a confidant. So like someone that would give you advice and steer you in the right direction. Someone that would advise you. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So they have a... Don Vito and I don't know what I'm supposed to call him. Godfather, Mr. Corleone, Don Corleone, Vito. Don, the Don. The Don. And Michael um, have a chat where his dad kind of says to him, look, they'll they'll call a meeting where you feel safe. It will be people that you trust. And basically that's how they'll try and get rid of you. This is the scene in the garden, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, And they're drinking wine and, and all the rest of it. Vito then dies and Michael is told that a meeting is being arranged for him uh, and Don Barzini on the day of Vito's funeral. Yeah. Um, he's told about that meeting. And Michael has Corleone's words ringing in his ears. So the meeting is arranged for the same day of the christening of Connie's son. And as the ceremony is happening, or ceremony of the service is happening for the christening, we see assassins are working to murder the other Dons and Mo Green, who ran a casino in Vegas. After this is all done, Michael questions Carlo, who is Connie's husband, and it turns out that Bozzini set him up. And Michael has him killed after telling him he's not going to kill him, which is yeah. pretty brutal. Yeah. Connie is absolutely distraught, although yeah. I don't really know why. And she bursts into Michael's office and just questions him about whether, or screams at him whether he had Carlo killed. And he says no. And then Kay asks him whether he killed him. And he says no. And she looks relieved. And then she leaves the office and then all the guys are like shaking him, shaking his hand because now he's the The Don. Don. End scene. End scene, yeah. That bit where Michael returns from Italy to Kay out of nowhere. Where did all those kids go? Don't know. I found that really jarring. 
And I think that's because I couldn't quite understand what was going on at the meeting that Don Vito called, where all the five mafia heads were. Right, okay. So it was a bit like I heard about Michael. If Michael comes back, his safety is guaranteed. But I didn't understand that it sounded all very hypothetical. I didn't realise that that was him basically saying, he is going to come back, don't touch him. Yeah. And I don't know whether that was because it wasn't clear from the words that were used, like the way the script was written and the way the lines were delivered, or whether that was me not hearing that properly and understanding. I think it might be you. The funerals and stuff, there's lots of people getting in and out of cars, is very confusing. I mean, why they just didn't have a pop at him then, because there were so many people about. I reckon because, like, there are weird, like, rules. Don't, you know, when they... So, like, uh, so don't like, for example, murder a mafia boss on the day of his dad's funeral. Yeah, shit like that. You have to do it on the day of his sister's son's christening. That kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. When the heads of the mafia meet up and they talk about selling drugs and they're like, yeah. don't sell to kids. I think it's, there's weird little in rules, like, that's like what I find. little gentlemen's agreements. Yeah. Like there's certain things you do and don't like honour. There's so, it is such a bonkers world. I mean, yeah, obviously I don't know huge amounts no. about the mafia, but yeah, there are things that, you know, they're, they're quite brutal in some respects. But, but really then, caring in others. Yeah. It's this weird it's, code. Yeah. It's like honour among thieves, yeah. isn't it? Which is kind I of... think that's kind of what it is, basically. Yeah. So that's what they're... they're... And, I th- and I thought, actually, the last part of the film, like I didn't really care much for Sonny. I didn't think he added right. much at He was all. just the angry son, wasn't he? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I didn't really think he added much as a character. And I haven't added in the stuff about... I specifically left out the bits about Vegas where they will go to Vegas and see what his younger brother or older brother's been doing. Fredo. With the, Fredo the older. Been he, doing I think with the Fredo casino. was the eldest, I think. I don't really think it added anything. Right, and actually, okay. by leaving it out, we've not missed the main points of the story. Okay, that's fair. So, yeah, I thought it all in all, that that last bit, you, you knew where it was going. You knew what was going to happen. I mean, I knew what was going to happen because you told me within the first 20 minutes that Michael was going to take over. Yeah, but you didn't believe family. me. No, I didn't. You are like, just... no, he's not. Because, because I always say to you when these things happen, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Is this going to happen? Is the cat going to be okay? What's going to happen? Where did the kids go? And you're always like, it's fine. It's fine. Just watch it. It's fine. It will be okay. So I didn't think you were going to tell me. Like You never tell me the plot of a, a film when we're watching it. And then all of a sudden, within the first 20 minutes, you know, Barry, big spoiler here, is like, oh, Michael takes over the family. Well, yeah, but so you I did, just didn't. But, I was like, no, you but keep equally, messing with me. You didn't even notice that Michael Corleone was Al Pacino <laughs> until I told you <laughs> about two and two hours in. You're like, what? I was waiting for him to come in. Al Pacino was Michael in capital letters. Mind blown. <laughs> I thought he looked familiar. And do you know what I thought? I was I was watching it and I was like, I wonder who the guy is that they got to play Michael? Because I was like, I haven't seen him in anything else since. Literally, genuinely thought he was like this okay. little known actor like, that just made the Godfather so, and then disappeared. Like, another, I kept this one quiet because I don't know if you know this, but you know, do you know who Tom Hagen was played by? No. Robert Duvall. No way. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, to me, like, I'm not, I mean, that's a, di- that's a more difficult one because he doesn't look like Robert Duvall looks now. 
No, but you can see how it gets there. But and I can, can see <laughs> how, I can see how but young Al Pacino Al has Pacino. aged into our older Al Pacino. I, that, I just find it amazing that you didn't know. Uh, I, just I was fucking so pretty, It was absolutely fucking amazing. But, I, but then I looked at him and I was like, oh yeah, he does look like Al Pacino there. But there were some scenes he doesn't look like Al Pacino. And even like in his, when he's still young, but he's older, he still doesn't look like Al Pacino. Okay. I, I genuinely thought no, it was just cool. some that's guy right. that just made the Godfather and then disappeared into obscurity. Like, whatever happened to that guy? Did you have a favourite character? I did like Michael. I did think, like, the storyline with when he gets a wife in Italy, I was a bit like, well, they've just killed her off five minutes later. What is the whole point of mm. that? I don't... I guess it shows that time has passed and that he's moving on with his life yeah. and that he's kind of moved on from Kate, yeah. but... It's not like the family had any relation or bearing on anything going on in America. Yeah. It was just a bit of filler. Uh, yeah. Although I did enjoy seeing some, you know, typical scenes of Italian life. That was quite Yeah, it was nice. quite beautiful, that wasn't was quite it? was nice, yeah. Did you have a worst character? Struggle with Marlon Brando anyway. And I couldn't always hear what he was saying because he was so... Yeah. That was such a... Like, did they actually put things in his mouth? Don't know. I don't. I actually don't know, to be fair. Because it felt like he'd gone to the dentist, had an obviously operation, people, and Because like people the... do that impression with like little bits of sponge and stuff, don't <laughs> they? To <laughs> make it yeah, make it the jowls. Like he... Did you have a favourite scene? I had two. Okay. I really liked the bit at the hospital when Michael went to visit because so I really get off on scenes of like threat in films when danger. Yeah. Danger. And whereas, like, there was a threat of danger in the whole film because it's a mafia film, that was, like, really imminent and I knew what was happening and I knew what the problem was. There's someone coming to kill Don Corleone, we've got to get the bed out of here and it's like we've got to hide in a cabinet in a cupboard and be quiet. That I really like. So I thought that was really well done and that the pace of that moved quite quickly in comparison with other bits of the film. So, yeah, I really like that. I thought it was really well done and just quite... Ooh. Will they? Won't they? Yeah. That was quite fun. And also just the end scene when Kay's asked him whether he killed Carlo and he says no. And she looks relieved. She leaves the office and the door, like as everybody kind of swarms in to congratulate him, the door shuts in her face and you can just see her. This is my life now. Yeah. Yeah. And just that symbolism of her being out of that. Yeah. She was his wife, but she's shut out from that world and that side of things. It's insanely and you can powerful. kind of see the doubt creeping in and being like, mm. yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. I incredible. just thought it was beautiful, really, really well shot. And I thought Diane Keaton. I, I struggle with Diane Keaton sometimes, particularly some of the older roles that I've seen her or the roles that I've seen her in. Things like First Wives Club. I've always sort of thought yeah. like it's quite fun and quite frothy, which yeah. is great. But actually, to see her in some of these earlier, the only other thing that I've seen her in, I think, quite young, is. Is it Annie Hall? She in the yeah. I've yeah. got that down as one of the films I've seen her in. I couldn't get on with that. Yeah, I couldn't get on with that at all. But again, I struggle with Woody Allen. But I, I thought she was great in that role. She yeah. was really, really good and quite. Yeah, she was very different to Apollonia. So I wonder whether that was the that was contrast between them, and that Kay would ask questions and she would know she would have an idea about what the family business is, and she would know what direction and what circles things are moving in. Whereas Apollonia was very blind to all that; she didn't know anything. She just knew that this guy but turned up in Italy, and that was it. She was going to marry him. Is that because she's so far away from his reality? Yeah. So she is not naive, 
but she's, she's just completely, she's just not blind, completely to blind to it because she's not near it. But I don't know. I, I still don't know what that input brings in because he seemed quite happy with both of them. He seems very happy mm. with Kay, regardless of whether Kay is happy with him and the life that, she, that yeah. they have. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought those two scenes were fantastic. Cool. Well, I'm just going to chip in because occasionally I do it. My favourite scene has changed since I last watched it. Because for me, it's the garden scene with Vito and Michael. Just, just, yeah, I just love it. I just think that scene is so understated by the both of them, who I can think both, if you look at their careers, both can be accused of overacting. Okay. And I just think, like, looking at this scene now and the importance of it, and it's the last time... My, I think it's the last time Michael sees his father. Yeah. Because like, I was really amazed by it. Okay. Now, I know it wasn't very long, and I know it's not like a big part of the film, but I just thought it was fantastic. Hmm. Interesting. And I had never noticed that before. And um, I think this time round, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that seems like really important. Mm. Yeah, you see, my only takeaway was they're going to come and kill you. Yeah. This is how they'll do it. Oh, look, <laughs> the yeah. person's arranged a meeting <laughs> yeah, yeah. with everybody that you uh, trust. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I love it. I think that scene is it's really powerful for me. Yeah. And just really, really cool. Like awesome. Really well played. Did you have a worst scene? Oh, I didn't like the scene with the cat and I didn't like the scene with the... The cat? He's just playing with the cat. Head. I know, but I felt sad that, that something was going to happen to the cat. But how can you feel sad about something that didn't happen? I, I didn't see that cat again. I don't know what happened to him. Okay. The horse's head was not pleasant. I didn't, I really didn't like the bit where Carlo was knocking Connie about either. That was rough, wasn't that it? Was Especially really... when the door closed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just really, like, I think I was like, <gasps> but do you when feel, that happens. So in that scene, so like, you know when you see them fighting? Yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. But it's when the when it goes behind a closed door and you don't see what happens, I find the most shocking part of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like with that scene, you're like, you see that they're fighting and he's going to hit her and you know it's coming. I'm seeing that. I know that's happening. I know it's in fr- I don't know how to explain it. But Is then it it's kind seen- of like not seeing the monster and it being worse, worse. in your head yeah. than yes. what you're being shown. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's it could, could it not reinforce that whole feeling of so much mafia stuff is done away from, you know, their secret meetings and secret actions mm. and they try and hide what they do. So some of like the really terrible stuff is is really covered up as much as possible, yeah. and that I guess ties in with that mm. that whole thing yeah. ethos. Yeah, interesting. What did you think of the score and soundtrack? Yeah, it was all right. wasn't the memorable thing for me. No, right. It's been referenced so many times and kind of ripped off so many times. You know exactly what what the score yeah. sounds like, and yeah. So it, it was all right. It lended itself well to the film and the Italianness of it. And yeah. I think it's pretty good. good. Um, I think it's a classic soundtrack in that sense. It is a classic soundtrack. Yeah, when it is played on the radio, uh, sometimes people can't identify it and they have to ask the people that they're with as to what it is. You do that quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not on that occasion, mate. (laughs) Director's other work. Sometimes it gets lost. There's so much music in my head. (laughs) <laughs> director of the work so Francis Ford Coppola uh, this, is, this is why I find it kind of fall down as a fanboy like I haven't seen a lot of his work I've only seen four of his films oh really and two of them are Godfathers <laughs> <laughs> so Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 and then the other two being Apocalypse Now and Bram Stoker's Dracula oh uh, is that the one with Keanu Reeves yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah obviously like highly revered director people love him I can see why on the basis of what I've seen 
Yeah. So I might I might go on a deep dive one day in some of his other films because I, I know there's some other films out there that are supposed to be really good. So have you got anything to add to that? Not really. No. I haven't seen much of Francis, Francis Ford Coppola. It, it, it's just well, like you know what. But by the time by the time we've done Godfather Two, you'd have seen fifty percent of what I've seen. Fifty <laughs> percent. I've seen hundred percent of what you've seen, which is fifty percent of. No, because oh, I've no. seen four. Oh, you've seen so four. So you would have seen fifty right, okay. percent of what I've seen of his films. It's a good job this is not a, a mass podcast. Yeah, uh, podcast is it? Um, no, but I can interject with a fun story about Apocalypse. Now we were going to watch it in history class. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What? We were going to watch it in history class. And like as part of a lesson? As part of a lesson. And um, I had to say that I didn't really want to watch it. And I might go to the library because I was... Oh, I can't remember. It was GCSE history because it was Mr Wilson. And I was... So I must have been like 14, 15. You look like you're going to start laughing at me. But I knew that my mum and dad wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> I was waiting for that. That's why I was laughing. I knew my mum and dad wouldn't have let me watch Apocalypse Now. So out of an entire class of people, it's no wonder I got fucking bullied at school, is it? I was like, excuse me, I don't really want to watch this. So I just sat and doodled, I think. I was like, no, I'll be all right. I just won't look at the screen. You're so sweet. Still not. And I can't watch it now. I can't watch it for that reason. Because I'm just a bit like, it's too embarrassing. It's so funny. That's and I've amazing. just shared that with our all our yeah. four listeners. Yeah. Amazing. Enjoy that one, guys. <laughs> Very good. This is your go. Fact. Oh, I've got a shit ton of facts. Because actually, okay. when I fell... There isn't one about an Oscar story, is there? Because it's quite common knowledge, if there is. Uh, no, I don't think cool. there is, actually. I'm just going to have a look. Oh, I found some really cool stuff. So I've got quite a lot of... I've got quite a lot of facts. And because this is such a classic and such a huge deal and I'm probably like the only person that hasn't seen it I don't know how obscure these are or whether these are stuff that everybody knows but I just found it really interesting so the godfather's cat was a stray during his daily walks to the set Coppola would often see a stray cat and on the day of shooting the scene in Vito's study Coppola took the cat and told Brando to improvise with it the cat loved Brando so much that it was sat in his lap during the takes for the whole day. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. So uh, Pacino was the archetypal method actor. He really had his jaw wired shut for the first part of the shoot after his character was punched in the face. Wow. I did hear about that. Didn't the, know the infamous horse's head was real. I don't know if that's actually true. The horse head in the movie pro- movie producer's bed wasn't a prop. The production got a real horse's head from a local food dog company. Okay. There was something else. Oh, there was one about Luca Brazzi. Here we go. Oh, he was a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, Lenny Montana, who played Luca Brazzi, was a professional yeah. wrestler before coming an actor. Yeah. He was so nervous delivering his lines to a legend like Brando during the scene in The Godfather's Study that he didn't give one good take during an entire day's shoot. Because he didn't have time to reshoot the scene, Coppola added a new scene of Luca Brazzi returning, re- rehearsing his lines before seeing The Godfather to make Montana's bad takes seem like Brazzi was simply nervous to talk to The Godfather. That's How cool cl- is that? I didn't know that. That's class. I knew yeah. he was a wrestler, but that is cool. And to add a sense of reality to the wedding scene, and because he only had two days to shoot it, Coppola had the cast freely act out and improvise in the background. He then shot specific vignettes among the act- amongst the action. So cool. So yeah. good. So, so I, good. I just like fell down a bit of a rabbit hole and was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. That oh. is cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I like that. Cool. Thanks for that. That was fun. Did you fall asleep? 
Yes. yes. Two nights of the three that we put it on, you fell asleep. Yeah, I did, but I think that was due to the... F- oh, maybe it was due to the film. I don't know. I fall asleep at, like, nine o'clock. It's like friggin' Cinderella with a... Yeah, slipper. Slipper turning back to a drudge. That's cool. Are your prejudgments correct? Yeah. So it's a mafia film. Yeah. There were some bits that were slow. And I and I and this is why I don't disagree with that guy's review saying that he couldn't make it past half an hour because I do think there were some bits that were a bit like oh right okay we get the point or they were a little bit difficult to hear and I it may well that may well have been the problem is that I don't know whether it was how we were watching it or whether it the sound again has deteriorated or whether I'm just frigging going deaf. But it was quite hard to hear some of the lines, especially especially when mm-hmm. Marlon Brando were doing okay. his thing. Yeah, so I think that maybe that detracted from some of the, the film's impact for me because I was like, okay, I've got that bit. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand that bit, yeah. So yeah, I do think some bits were slow, some bits were good. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. That's good. Okay, final thoughts from you, please. It's not Goodfellas, is it? No, it's a very different movie. Goodfellas is still it's, my it's, it's still twen- my favourite mafia. Twenty one Goodfellas what ninety oh god ninety four this was seventy two I'm going to roughly twenty year difference so you know but yeah I, d- I did enjoy it more than I thought I would and I'm keen to continue the process with the Godfather but God- we won't be watching the third one just so you know no I know well it's I, terrible I will be watching it I just won't. Oh, no, we can do podcast. that. That's fine, yeah. That, I mean, unless you want to like, do a podcast about it. If I'm going in, it, if depend, I'm going the, in the I might is, as well go in balls deep and not go... two versions of Godfather 3, I believe. Oh, right. Which is the problem. But yeah, I, yeah, I did enjoy it. And okay, cool. That's all I can say. Cool. I love it. Like, I know I can see what you mean with being things being a bit slow. But like as I've got older in my movie-watching life, a longer... Leading. Le- like a longer film, great actors and great dialogue and suspense. I love them. I think for me, I think this is the thing. I think I wonder whether I was concentrating on the dialogue so that I knew what was going on, that I missed Possibly. some of the suspense. And I just, I, 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 and I just, I, I do wonder if like, if we watch it in one go, because like you don't, yeah. like, yeah. I know we, we haven't got a choice with a longer film, watching it no. in and out because of the dog. If you watch them start to finish, you're not as Im- you're more immersed. Whereas if you break yeah. it up, you obviously have got duck in and out, and I yeah. think you're yeah, I, like, I, I, yeah. it changes your perspective of how you view a film. So I do wonder if that has anything to do with it. I was going to raise. I fucking love it. I I think it's brilliant. I was going to raise that point that I think watching it broken up didn't help. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, I love it. Still, top tier film for me. Good. Stop cool. tears. Stop the tears. <laughs> no one wants to talk about tears, especially not those tears. Um, and finally, a scratch of 10, please. No, I'm going to go eight. Okay, cool. Because so, it was good. Awesome. That's that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. That's good. What are you giving it? Uh, like a 9.5. I'll never go to 10, because I think once you reach perfection, there's nowhere to go. But like this is as, be as high as it gets for me. Love this film. What are we doing next? Right, because I feel the last two have been quite like um, serious films, like quite heavy. Yeah. I think we're going to lighten it up next week. Next film. Are you ready? Do you oh, have a guess? God, it's the Fast and the Furious, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yep. Oh. We're going Fast and Furious. 
I can Whoa. see by the joy in your face how excited you are. Right, okay. You got to go with a fresh open mind. You can't. I don't. You can't be all angry before you've seen it. <laughs> I can't, can't be, be all angry before I've no, seen it. No, you can't. Right. Okay. Great. Well, we'll look forward to watching that then. So that's it. Have you got anything else to say? Thank you for taking part in this week's. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. You don't uh, have to thank me. I'm kind this of this week's experiment. I'm kind of invested. So that has been the Godfather. If you if you have enjoyed the episode and if you do enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review and please share us about because we like meeting new listeners yes. and we like hearing some feedback. Yeah. If you have a hilarious or an embarrassing movie related story that you would like to share with us, you can email that to moviegrouchfanboypod at outlook.com. I got really excited this week because I had three emails in there that looked like they were actually from real people. And when I read it, they were just like SEO Spam. Spam requests. Yeah. And I kind of almost went back to the person and was like, do you have any tales that you want to tell us? Do you have anything embarrassing that happened when you went to a movie? Uh, should I bring out my story for the next one? To yeah, get bring out your next story okay, on the next cool. one. So you can be part of the crew. You can follow us on Instagram. We are Movie Grouch and Fanboy Pods. And we're on Facebook at Movie Grouch and fanboy and the facebook handle has an ampersand in it rather than and um we've been a bit slow on the socials recently just purely because we are juggling a multitude of things but we're to rearrange a wedding again yeah we, we haven't did. added that in that we've actually been really busy trying to sort that out i know but nobody, nobody really cares, cares no, apart from us fair. and even then we don't really care <laughs> it's our own wedding and we're not just like Meh. yeah we'll get around to it at some point when we're old yeah, so, so that's been it. Thank you very much for listening. We hope um, this week seems to have got everybody down, like this period of time. I don't know whether it is the pandemic or um, just the time of year, but we hope you're okay. And if you're feeling sad or whatever, just reach out. We hope, we hope you're okay. We hope you're in a safe space and feeling relatively happy. And we will see you next time for Fast and Furious. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. <laughs> Carry on. What the hell is he doing? Okay. I don't know. They arranged some Olympic sort of thing down there. Right. Yeah, I am. Do we need to go and see what the dog's doing? I think we do. I also need the loo. Opening scenes and set up. Mm-hmm. I haven't asked you yet. Okay, that's cool. Let's go away. Well, let me just get my breath back. God, those stairs don't get any easier the longer you live here. Okay. <laughs> <That's the> man. <laughs> Why is that a look on your face for? Take me <laughs> get easier. No, they're, they're the same. They're stairs. They're not no, going but... to get shorter. You would think if you're running up and down them all day then you would not be out of breath when you get to the top of them, wouldn't you? I mean, it's a bit it's a bit irrelevant to you because you can leap them in a single bound. It's not... <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> I know, I don't know how you carry your shoes. I mean, I... Brilliant. That was really good, podcasting. <laughs> Can't wait for the grouch to really show her head. It's a bit like Medusa, I'll just turn you to stone.